perfect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Channel Stars podcast. We had such a good time making the first one here that we just decided, you know what? Why not run it back? We're back to here today. We have a very busy schedule up uh, coming. And thanks to all of your kind feedback from our loyal followers here, uh, we've learned that we did not introduce ourselves well. Um, so I think we're going to definitely start with that today. Um, I'll start us off and then I'll pass it over to everyone here. We've got full guest load today, even a special guest who we will introduce in a second. So I'll begin. So my name's Max. I mentioned that last time, but what can I say? Uh, you learned I'm also a Canucks fan. Uh, I can shout out my dad for that because I grew into the sport of hockey. Uh, ever since a young kid and watching them and well watching the painful uh, losses uh, unfortunately but there's lots of promise for the upcoming season so that's how I began here I'll pass it off now to Mikey introduce yourself what's going on guys Mikey I had a blast just like everybody else doing the first podcast and the feedback that we received from a few people was actually quite helpful just a little bit about myself I am also a Canucks fan, as you guys know. Long-time Canucks fan since I was a kid. Just like Max, through the pain and kind of suffering of the 2011 playoff loss and then hiring Jim Benning and him making all those moves and doing what he did as a, as a Canucks fan. It kind, of, it kind of hurt, but we're still moving. And the future is definitely promising. And I'm just excited to be back for episode two. Perfect. Great intro. I'll pass it off to Corey now. Hey guys, Corey here. Uh, people call me Seabird. Um, been a self-proclaimed uh, hockey nerd for uh, quite some time. Also an addicted hockey fool junkie. And uh, thank you, uh, Mikey, for bringing up that uh, 2011 uh, memories. Just had an emotional roller coaster pass by me thinking of that. Obviously a big Canucks fan myself. And uh, looking forward to sharing my uh, thoughts and feelings with uh, all you listeners out there on the podcast. Thanks. Perfect. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, three times that we've mentioned 2011. That's just great. <laughs> all right. I'll pass it over to Kyle now. Perfect. Uh, thank you guys very much. I had a really fun time the first episode. And uh, shout out Corey for being the commissioner of all of our fantasy leagues. That's huge. Um, obviously you guys probably gathered I'm a diehard Avalanche fan have been for the last 18 years and finally we weren't absolute garbage this year so uh, that was great to watch um, 2011 doesn't affect me at all um, but yeah there were some dark years but we're in we're in a good period now so uh, thanks right back to you Max <laughs> alright glad we keep mentioning that <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now we're passing over to our special guest today, who just, what do you know, he's a Boston fan, so I'll pass it over to MJ. Oh, what up, guys? My name is Mike. Um, they call me MJ. Uh, I'm a diehard Bruins fan. Um, thanks to my dad. He got me um, into hockey, and I just like talking hockey, and I'm excited excited to be here. Perfect, thank you. Welcome uh, to our show, and this can be a busy one. So we got lots to talk about today. Uh, we'll kind of go over, obviously we, when we left off, we were just two days before free agency, so we've seen a 
boatload of signings. I think just over a billion dollars spent uh, for years to come on from the NHL teams. So we're going to go over most of the key uh, signings, kind of going team by team. And then we're going to talk about the remaining free agents, because as we know, it's not over yet. And uh, then we'll kind of have a brief outro. Perfect. So I'll pass it over to Corey, who will kind of lead us off into where we're going from here. Thanks, Max. Uh, so the plan, we're going to travel uh, west to east uh, and uh, across the divisions here and uh, kind of give a rundown of how we thought uh, the teams did uh, uh, the start of the offseason here um, with uh, trades and signings and whatnot. So we're going to start in the Pacific. Uh, we've got uh, Calgary, Edmonton, L.A., Vegas, Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, and Seattle. And we'll talk maybe not about every single team, but just kind of hit the, the, you know, three to five teams that made some big moves. So I think we'll start uh, with Calgary. Obviously, a lot going on there. Uh, so what do we got? Yeah, so, I mean, we'll get into the big free agent that they missed out on, obviously. Uh, but they lost out on, well, Goudreau. They we gave them the red carpet of everything they wanted so other than that they haven't really done a whole lot guys um how about you give me your guys's opinions on what they're looking like now time for a rebuild yeah Ooh. that's wow yeah, okay mean, hot take but they're, they they got no prospects they got a bunch of aging players um like well, Kachuk well, is the only player yeah. that's got any value on that team so and Markstrom. What about Lindholm? He got some good. Is he going to be? Is he going to be good without Goudreau there? I I think so. I think so. I think he was a great player the past couple of years. Um, even when Johnny wasn't a great player for the Calgary Flames, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll, uh... Go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, I don't know. Just to kind of add on to that, I mean, like, they still have a couple good players, obviously, and I still think they're going to be pretty decent. Johnny Goudreau Goudreau just came up to 15-point season, I believe. Something crazy like that. Um, So it kind of surprised me that he didn't want to stay in Calgary. And You know, who knows next season what would have happened if he would have stayed and if Kachuk signs again and they got, you know, a couple additions to their team. Um, I kind of just feel bad for Markstrom in the sense and Tanev because they both signed their leaving the Canucks just you know <laughs> yeah. wanting to win a cup and now their star player mm-hmm. is on Columbus so that's kind of my take with it I still think they got a little bit left in them but I do think as well that Kyle said a rebuild is kind of needed and you know I almost think they dodged a bit of a bullet there uh, without signing a player to a big contract for a lot of term that may or may not have paid off in the end is, is my take there. Yeah, I mean, that contract would be interesting. He is already somehow into his late 30, or late 20s, uh, so obviously handing out that much term for a guy like that, you just never know how it'll pan out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, no doubt about it. They have a vacancy. They have a large vacancy to fill. So it, if uh, it's up to a roster player to fill that spot, and you know, or or else they're taking a big step back this year. Yeah, it'll be an interesting division to watch. That's for sure. 
Um, let's shuffle uh, a little bit north, right up to Edmonton. Uh, obviously, some big moves there. So what do we got there, Max? Well, I think we almost all knew, the whole hockey world knew, before free agency even started, that they landed Jack Campbell by for 5x5. Five five. Uh, who knows what the NHL, with the whole tampering accusations thrown out there. But either way, it's signed. He's there. Jack Campbell, they finally got their goalie. What do you think, guys? Hey, MJ, do you think uh, do you think Campbell will keep them in a in a contending spot? Um, it depends with their defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with them losing Duncan Keith, I mean they got Nurse, uh, uh, CC Barry. They re-signed Brett. Um, Kulak. Yeah, Kulak. Mm. Um, they got the. Uh, on the young kid, Bouchard. Oh, I right, see, yeah. I can see him making the playoffs, but not going as as uh, as far as last year. It'll be so interesting to see what happens with McDavid, Dreisaitl, if they fall short of a conference final again Oof. or yeah. Stanley Cup yeah. final. Honestly, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> That's actually such a good point. It's like, well, what do they do? Like, they... They want to win a cup. They've been in Edmonton for years, and what's the farthest they've made it? Right, like mm-hmm. something has it's to be final done right now, right? Yeah. Like, like McDavid by that time he'll be twenty six. Drysaddle is going to be twenty seven. Yeah, that's and like half their career done. Every year they fail is another year taken off that contract. Does it leave him ever so closer? And yeah. you just got to think how how much can they take before they get fed up with the organization so but I, I i like the signing though jack campbell i think it'll be interesting to see how he does with such a prominent starter role he didn't do yeah. as great i would say in toronto at least in the second half of the year uh, but really time will tell with that and their organization we mentioned they got kulak they just signed today actually yanmark so the decent depth option for them which okay. They never and get. they brought back Evander Kane. Of course, uh, yeah, that's the big one too. Yeah. So four year, five mil. It's a pretty reasonable contract, if I do say so myself. Quick thing, yeah. Quick mm-hmm. thing, I thought Yanmark and Yarncrock were the same guy. So like when I saw that one of them got signed, that another one got signed. Like an hour later, I was so confused. Yeah, close, but yeah. close. Did Yarncrock go to Toronto? I believe. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. He did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> same three letters of the last name, but... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I've ever confused them. <laughs> All right, well. let's let's uh, let's head uh, to Van City and let's talk about our boys, the Canucks, here. Oh, boy, this is going to be a big one. Mm. I think Mikey should start us off with this. Oh, I'm I'm honestly like not even gonna be biased, nothing like that. But I'm excited because looking at their core group right now, and if Miller resigns, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but if he does end up resigning with the Canucks, because that's their plan, I believe. So I've heard uh, their their forward court is looking good with the additions of Kuzmenko, and I I, I can never pronounce his name. But, yeah. I I think it's pronounced Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, Mikheyev, who's Mikheyev coming from Toronto. He's a fast skater, like unbelievably fast and a great penalty killer. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
Canucks could have a strong penalty kill with Miller and him and, you know, Hughes whoever else they had on defense. On it too. Absolutely. Pedersen did too. Horvat as well. Uh, I think what the management's done helped the team so far. Obviously, there might be some more tweaks and moves because they are looking at defensemen, which they need. But their forward core as of right now, with the players signed, it's, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts, too, about that? Yeah, we didn't mention this because we didn't go over too many depth options in the last podcast, but I thought Lazar would be a great option for the Canucks to go after, and sure enough, they got him. And I I'm was gonna miss pretty him. stoked, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good topic. <laughs> He's a good fourth liner, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think their top six is really, really nice. Like, looking on paper, they have a beautiful top six. We obviously know what we have with Demko and Net, which is a solid, consistent, young goaltender. I think, just like last season, our defense is a little lacking, and I'm not super confident about the puck movement uh, through our defense. So I think that's still the, the weak point of the Canucks. Yeah. I, I do think they're not done, though, this offseason. I think with how many mm-hmm. forwards they have, I think one of them is going to be moved. Um. If, is there any who? more defense on? Well, who? That's a good question. I mean, I don't think Miller's on the trade block anymore. At least, unless an offer comes by, they can't pass off. But I think Garland's been a big question mark for a while. Pearson ideally would need to be moved. He's making too much money to be, now be too far down the depth chart. So. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. We could get we could get a decent asset for him. He hasn't. Honestly, he hasn't really done a ton for the Canucks. He's been a good, like, locker room guy with everybody. And, like, yeah. Yeah, in that Mm -hmm. sense. But, like, you know, when we signed him, he was on, like, Pittsburgh and L.A. And he was was scoring goals, right? He was scoring goals for them. And we signed him to do that. And I don't think he's kind of lived up to that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. He's a tough position for him now because now he's, like, where do you see him now? I don't see him anymore more the past the fourth line <laughs> with how many additions uh, they've added yeah so be interesting um, well, can I play I'm devil's just... advocate for your guys's Stanley Cup parade you're planning <laughs> <laughs> let I mean let's uh, shift focus to um, always in the spotlight uh, Vegas Golden Knights oh boy did I just wow. get shut down, Corey. I didn't. I didn't hear what. Uh, I didn't hear what you were saying. Sorry. I just said, can I play devil's advocate for the yeah. Stanley Cup for you guys? Are planning? <laughs> and then just move on. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I don't mean. Go ahead. Um, I don't think Mikheyev is going to be as good as you guys think. I think that was a huge overpay. I think he's a third liner. A guy who's gonna get six breakaways a game and maybe <laughs> score on none of them. So <laughs> wow. well, he's Michael Gunner, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think, I think, and and that, and that's a valid point. I mean, four what, is it four years? Yeah, four, uh, four it, years, four point seven five a year. Okay, yep. so uh, you know he scored twenty goals in about fifty games. That's about a thirty goal scorer. Um, I really haven't watched him. He was obviously he either flourished on a high-scoring Toronto team, yep. or he made the most out of less minutes. So, yeah, it could really go either way, and uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Kyle. Yeah, I 
I heard but when he it came to his advanced stats for shooting, they weren't pretty. Hmm. That's so. I also okay. heard he likes to hit the goalie's chest. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I but mean, he yeah. does have Kuzmenko and Pods. Yeah, so. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting because I know there was always reports out of Toronto that he's been requesting a trade to get more ice time. So I know he's always been limited over there. So it's we'll have to see if mm. he's been, you know, using the ice time well, or we'll see how it translates over here. Mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. Big money depends. though to throw at him. I think it depends. Obviously, Pedersen having a full off season where he's not nursing an injury yes. or like coming off surgery is going to be absolutely or huge. He's a contract. Be a, he's going to be a oh, absolutely. He's going to be a monster next year. Brock Besser. That mm-hmm. one's up in the air. He he could go either way. Um, JT Miller in a contract year. Oh, he's going to be going off. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to what Kuzmenko and Pod Colson can bring to the table, it yeah. that's up in the air too. Hopefully Hughes continues to take a step forward for you guys. Um, yeah. Defense core other than that is weak. Um, Demko's going to play uh, out of his mind. Play some can I see you guys making the playoffs? Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think Canucks will be in a wild card spot because I think Calgary has fallen out of the playoffs. I think it's going to be Kings, Knights, Canucks, mm. nice. and then maybe okay. mix in, and then maybe mix in uh, like. But San Jose's not even there. So. No way. Well, you said Knights, right? Kings, yeah. Knights. Okay. Kings Knight Oilers Canucks, shall I say? Yeah, so, yeah. I so see that. Yeah, so that'll be the mix there. So I think they'll be we'll real exciting this year. Perfect. And mm-hmm. that we can segue. Corey, into where are we taking us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, trying to move us along. Any um, with the Golden Knights? Any thoughts on there and what they've done? Uh, <laughs> shipping Patcheretti out of town for a bag of pucks, and <laughs> that and. Was and <laughs> Guy I went to high school with Dylan Coughlin as well in that trade. Okay. Oh, oh really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I Didn't mean... Didn't talk to him once. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of signings over in Vegas. They obviously re-signed Riley Smith for five, uh, three years, $5 million a year. So essentially, they almost decided to keep Smith over Pacioretty. Take that as he will. Wow, um, yeah. And uh, other than that, I mean, not a lot of other news coming out of there. <laughs> I, I think the thing is with Vegas, it's now it's almost are they doing too much? Are they screwing yeah. themselves over for the future with these big names? And, you know, are they just paying for these big names? Like, how will Eichel do? Like, they're locked into Petrangelo. And, oh, yeah. you know, Looking at Robin Robin Leonard's inconsistent performance, they may have been better just to ride Flurry. And you know what's their cupboard like? I think they've traded so many draft picks now that they've for these big names. They're like their seat or their window is right now. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a tough position to be in because because they've only known success like they can't take a step back without the fan base possibly losing interest <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah they're this is a big oh, year for vegas on, uh... yeah i just want to touch mm-hmm. on like we talked about this a little bit before on the podcast mm-hmm. but the instagram post that was sent out about um some players not happy with the management's decision of 
you know, shipping certain players out or how they're handling their business. I touch on that a little bit because that is obviously correlated with Vegas. And I can kind of see why the players would be upset because there's been constant, like, it's been constant trades for pretty much nothing. Like, they ship Flurry out, Pacioretty. I know he was injured for, you know, most of the season last season, but he's still a good goal scorer and a player on your team that you oh, yeah. honestly need, right? Um, that's kind of yeah. What do you what do you guys think about that whole kind of ordeal, MJ? What do you what do you think about that? I mean, their window's closing soon because they're in cap trouble. Hundred yeah. percent, they're in cap trouble. Like Eichel's getting ten million, Marks. Stone's getting nine point five. The half their players are getting five mil. It's just this goal. Um, they have a couple years left to try and get a cup, and after that, they're in cap trouble. So, do you do you guys think they were thinking about this when this was all going on? Because this isn't happening for Seattle. You know, as another expansion team who drafted pretty poorly, but they're kind of on the come up with like Shane Wright, a couple additional signings, which we'll get into, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I think like MJ said, Vegas is they they wanted to start off strong, but did they really have a plan afterwards? I, I I think you know I wouldn't doubt any other GM in the league. Like these these decisions you say might not are are not uh, the players aren't happy. I don't think there's another GM that wouldn't be make moves similar. Like it's a business, and and if they win, if they win next year or the, the next couple of years no one's going to care. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, like um, MJ said, like, this is our window. And, you know, Patch Ready was a cap move just as when Tampa Bay moved JT Miller so they could keep Braden Point, you know? Um, so they're just making business decisions. And uh, you know, the hope is that they'll win. Because if not, yeah, they're going to be uh, cap hell in the next few years. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, uh, like I said, big year for them. Because if they can go on a deep run or maybe even pull it off, then no one really cares about what all this beforehand. But it's with Bruce Cassidy. I might, I'll mention again. We talked about <laughs> oh, a lot of podcasts, God, yeah. but since, since MJ's on here now, I know he was uh, he was upset that Bruce Cassidy left his Bruins. But yeah. well, he didn't choose to leave. Yeah, you never know sure. how it'll work out with Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Bruce is I'm, a good coach, though. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. Yeah, he'll he'll. Yeah, I, I think he has an awesome top top six to work with and a great defense core. Like, like if they can stay healthy this year, I don't see them having an issue oh, yeah. um, being a lot better than they were last season. I think it's kind of interesting, like the different approaches um, between the Knights and and the Kraken, where like Vegas really built through agency and trades and like really smart asset management but Seattle's approach right from the start was basically on in rebuild mode and try to get assets to the draft which is yeah. how teams win Stanley Cups right like yeah. like Colorado all their key players built through the draft Tampa Bay through the draft if we go back another five to ten years looking at like LA Pittsburgh Chicago their core all built through the draft and then kind of supplemented with the free agents instead of how Vegas is doing it. Yeah, so different, a much more slow approach, but they're Absolutely. already seeing some good signs over there. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing mm-hmm. I want to throw at you guys is I kind of alluded to this beforehand, but I want to keep it a secret. So, how about I tell you what the whole Pacioretty kind of like last few trade breakdowns look like for Vegas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, we're gonna say so. So in and out for them. So in they got a couple years of Pacioretty. During that time, they won some playoff runs, but never did much of anything with it. What they've sent out, however, is a totally mind-boggling thing to look at. Um, they've sent out Nick Suzuki. We, we know who that is. <laughs> Bonafide star now in Montreal. They've sent out Thomas Thomas Tatar, Dylan Coughlin, Kyle's friend, as we heard. <laughs> not friend, not friend. I didn't talk to him once, but... Uh... <laughs> And, but I saw him in the locker bay from time to time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, second rounder. It's a lot for just a couple of years of no success. And that can go deeper if you look at what they paid for Tatar, which was a first, a second, and a third rounder. Yeah. That's a lot for nothing. I'm just so confused with like what future considerations could mean. There's no way <laughs> it actually means nothing. It basically like, means nothing. Maybe it's like a beer at a bar sometime. Or... But like, <laughs> but like, but like, it could be something, right? Like, it could like be. I, I, I have a hard time believing they're just like, yeah, just take him, please. Maybe down just the line, take this, this this forty goal scorer who is probably <laughs> our best player over the last two years, just uh, just take him, and the, and a young defenseman too. Like, yeah, the teams know that, and that it always happens to a team that's in the salary cap trouble. Right, I guess what you're saying. It wasn't very much at all. Okay, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. It seems like the norm nowadays. You hear that? You see so many trades that are future like, considerations. My, <laughs> like my, my whole my, thing is like somebody else would have given more than nothing. Yeah, mm, so not future, even a consider- <laughs> future considerations has to mean something. Like, like yeah. maybe in a couple of years they're getting somebody back or something. Yeah, maybe down the line when the cap goes up a bit more, we'll see some these transpire but yeah least, and uh yeah. just my point to I, I think kyle and and max you guys talked about it like with vegas i think some of the reason we're seeing these bad deals is almost if you compare them to say colorado which has kind of clearly had a, a plan from with their rebuild like vegas has had so much um unprecedented success right away they're almost reacting to everything like it's like they trade for Pacioretty. Wow, we got, you know, a star in Pacioretty. And then Eichel's available. It's like, oh, shit, like, should we get Eichel? Yeah. And then they do. And now it's like, okay, we got to dump someone for nothing. But yeah. who cares? We have Eichel. Like, it's, they're almost reacting to all this, like, newfound success in a very odd way, in a very uh, – it's a way we've never really seen before. Like, um, when Kyle, you're talking about building your team from the draft. It's like, well, they never had that. They built a Stanley Cup Finals team from an expansion draft. That alone is crazy. Yeah, that, so, I'll give them props yeah. to that. That, that was, uh, it, they did, they you know, through. it's like, hey, I guess, you know, I guess Eichel wants to come here because we're a good team. So it's, it's very reactive and it's very um, newfound, I think. So I think that's why we're seeing some of these players going for cheap and like lots of just, uh, odd movement from that team. Yeah, for all we know, they could be the ones to land JT Miller. 
but um yes um i'd like to to move teams move divisions um let's there's a lot of teams to talk about so i think we'll touch just on a couple in the central uh maybe let's start with the stanley cup winners colorado obviously re-signing a few players and still waiting on a few max what we got there yeah i mean i'll definitely pass this over to kyle in a second here but <laughs> behind the scenes we won't see this but the mi- like almost the minute we finished recording our first podcast last week georgi have signed with the uh abs he resigned for what is it here Do-do-do-do, three years 3.4 mil per so kyle give me your immediate thoughts on that oh super stoked super stoked um Obviously, who knows how he's going to do this season. We talked about him a lot last mm-hmm. week, and and I think just giving him an opportunity to succeed is going to be huge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that. That's pretty much that. We mentioned it earlier, like last podcast about it. But uh, another big one. They signed two of their pretty important, uh, you know, playoff warriors in uh, Lekkinen and Nuchushkin. Both some big deals. Uh, Nutrition gang eight years, six point one two five per, and Lekkonen gang five years at four point five mil per. Uh, some pretty hefty deals, but I mean, two guys that play a key role in that team. So uh, let me give your give me your thoughts on that, guys. I think the Lekkonen signing is great. Like he's a young player, and he's already doing what he did in the playoffs plus the regular season. I can only see him going up from here, to be honest. And he's a great fit with the team. Yeah, he's really found his stride there because everyone mentions it. You see it everywhere, but only like two, three years ago where he had zero goals. Crazy to think where he's at now. He's he's also somebody that Sakic was targeting for years. Like like last trade deadline, he was he was kind of checking out. Mm-hmm. Lekkonen because he's just a solid all-around player, great advanced stats. Um, just like a guy that you need on your team if you're going to win a cup. So so locking him up long-term is huge. And then and then a lot of people didn't like the Nechushkin contract. It was a little bit higher than I predicted, absolutely. But at the same time, like he's had probably three years now where he's been an absolute monster, two of which were like completely mm-hmm. under the radar this is the first year he's really stood out um analytically stood out but, that's for sure <laughs> well even analytically like the last three years has been oh, yeah. he's been like a very good performer but this year um the actual like old stats that people look at um as you would say the eye test <laughs> yeah yeah the eye <laughs> test was really was really good as well so yeah just just super exciting super exciting hoping well, I mean, I've been hearing rumors that uh, that yeah. Sam Gerrard could be getting moved in the next couple of days. Um, possibly JT Comfer as well, making room for Kadri to re-sign. So I don't think Colorado's done by any stretch. Um, I'm happy that Kadri's giving the Avalanche time to find the best deals for those players and really keep the roster strong going forward. There's a lot. You know, I think if they can plan and prioritize Nathan McKinnon's next contract, which is probably an easy 10, um, at least. At least, yeah. 
you know, like that skinny, that's a, a large increase from the six, three he's at now. Uh, so I think that should be their main priority. And then any other deal they sign now should be, um, alongside like their prediction on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on there. there yeah. Go. And, and pretty deadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, and uh, other looking else in the central, uh, let's talk about on the other spectrum. We have Chicago Blackhawks doing a lot of uh, not acquiring, but well, Max, you go ahead and, and let us know. <laughs> well, We're looking at there. Acquiring wise, they did a little bit. I mean, they acquired Max Domi for one year and and Thanasiu. I think I butchered that. Blackwell. Alex Stainlock, mm. they they're going for basically the bare minimum, basically just to get to the cap floor, or at least a little bit above it. That way, at the deadline, they're gonna flip all these guys. I'm assuming they're mm-hmm. they're they're tanking, and it's pretty evident. Yeah, they're done. I, I, yeah, I kind of want to hear MJ. MJ, what do you think? How do you think the Blackhawks are gonna do? Obviously, they're not. <laughs> we we all know they're not gonna do as well as they have in the past. But you know, like shipping off. Doc and a bunch of other guys. Like, what do you? What, what are your thoughts? Um, they're definitely gonna trade Patrick Kane and Taze at some point, either um the next month or two, or at the deadline, because I do not see them uh, being with the Blackhawks for the rest of the season. Uh, because um, they legit traded everyone away to get picks and the uh, prospects or whatever. So I, mm-hmm. I see them tanking. Um, they might land uh, Bernard for next season. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's literally like looks like their plan, like on paper, what the GMs mm-hmm. and whoever. It looks like that's what they're doing. But I don't know why Max Domi signed there. Kind of confusing to me because pretty yeah. decent player yeah. he hasn't had the best seasons but we know what he's capable of he's a decent he's a pretty good player like you know there must like unless there was no other offers but i find that hard to believe he was signed on day one of free agency so i really doubt that <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that's true or, but if you think or they might have just guaranteed to trade him to a playoff team or a contender pretty much yeah <laughs> oh absolutely so maybe not that's what he's thinking maybe Maybe being a part of an original six as well. Well, he okay. He's going to get a lot of ice time. Ice time. So maybe he's thinking he inflates the stat in a in a, in a one year and gets dealt to a a, a potentially uh, contender. Yeah, play that's with, exactly what I think. Yeah. for a bit, and then <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think is going on. Is 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 he's was just promised a certain amount of ice time because. Because the past couple of teams he's been on have really chinsed him on that. Mm, yes. So yeah, but big shout out to Chicago for for recognizing that that they are barely a playoff team or whatever, and and just blowing it up like, yes. like that's how you have to do it. You yeah. have to do a yeah. rebuild before you know they have to do a rebuild. Like they have like no defense either. <laughs> Seth Jones, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's brother. locked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have recognized it one year earlier. That's the only tidbit I can say. Because yep. if they didn't trade for Seth Jones, they'd be in a different state mm. right now. 
I mean, you, I guess I guess you never know with anything. I mean, that's like, so, you know, very true. That's that's so mm -hmm. brutal. That's just a GM trying to save his job and just handcuffing mm -hmm. a franchise for the next eight years. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it only just kicked in this year too. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at what Makar signed for. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about you send us over to the next team? Yeah. Um. Not a ton of. Uh, ex excitement with the rest of the central so i'm probably just going to group them together we have wild blues stars preds jets coyotes uh any any big names anything uh people want to touch on with these teams here yeah i mean probably out of all those teams not a lot of big signings not a lot of them could do much with their current uh cap crunch with the wild and blues uh Dallas got Mason Marchment, pretty decent deal. I like that player. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what direction well they're yeah, They definitely did well in Florida. It'd be interesting yeah. to see how he does in Dallas. Uh, their direction is also very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Dallas is just there. Like they'll make the playoffs, but like, are they? Yeah, they do anything with it? Like they have Ben Sagan. They did have Klingberg, who doesn't look like he's resigning, but they did have a good team. Like by all means, but I just don't know what their kind of goal is. Well, and we'll touch on this in a bit, Mike. But they also have a couple RFAs, very young, talented RFAs, looking oh, to bring yeah. back two yeah. big so, ones. Yes. <laughs> So I think that'll be interesting to watch. I know uh, that. For that team, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting thoughts? to see if if uh, if Dallas's big boys can finally put together a good <clears throat> season. Sagan and Sagan has just been. Oh, yeah, that contract's yeah. looking rough. Fantasy Gosh. nightmare, hey Max. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't need just yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll just okay. let the world know before we move on. Uh, obviously, I just want to say one thing real quick. Yeah. I have no idea what uh, the Winnipeg Jets are doing. <laughs> like that would have been my next. They point. haven't really added anyone. Yes. Yeah. It's like they they have to resign Dubois. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how many years? But other than that, they're a team that uh, did nothing really, and they really stood at least performance-wise. They should be doing better. They got an all-class oh, goalie, yeah. you know, a talented forward group. Um, definitely with Shifley and Dubois, uh, you've got a couple. Dubois is a, a center. Does he play center yeah. or no? Yep. Yeah. So you've got a like that's a pretty solid one too. Very you know they solid. need they need and you know a Vesna caliber goalie. They need to capitalize on this team they have right now. His name's been yeah. on the trade block, Dubois. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna mention him later. How he there was reports today. I think that just came out. He attended the Montreal draft, assuming he would be traded. Wow. <laughs> So that's just <laughs> crazy. Yeah. 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 Anyways, we can probably move on to the East now. Yeah. Hey, Max, what are you going to say about oh. the fantasy trade there? Uh... Yeah. Oh, God. I don't want to remember it. But as you've heard before, we run a fantasy league between all of us here and Aaron and you know, 
whatnot. Uh, this past season, I early on decided to trade Tyler Sagan for Chris Kreider. One for one. Uh, I'll leave <laughs> it at that. I'm pretty sure you can look at the stats and see how they both did. That's a steal. Yeah. Uh, I, just, uh, I definitely won that trade. Safe to that. say I did not win that trade. <laughs> at all. Uh-huh. In any respect. Not even any week, I don't think. Sagan won. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even think a single game he beat Kreider. So, pretty much every time I looked, Kreider has scored a power play goal. So, yeah. Well, it takes a man to admit it. Yeah, I'm not a good GM, apparently. Dude, no, no, you're fine. I'm an awful GM. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's made yeah. the We'll have to go over well. in a yeah. next podcast or two when it's a little slower in the NHL or fantasy league and some of the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Corey. All right. So we're going to take it to the Metro. I also want to thank our listeners for sticking with us as we get to the big fish. Finally. So we're going to uh, take it to the Metro. We've got Carolina, uh, New York Rangers, Islanders. We've got Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus, New Jersey, and Philadelphia. Um, so let's start right with the big fish. Let's talk about Columbus. So what are we looking at here, Max? Well, I think it's fair we start. We already briefly mentioned him, but Johnny Goudreau. Uh, they, as everyone says, they came from the top rope to snag him. And they got him for what almost everyone is assuming was below market value. Seven years, 9.75 mil. Wow. That's all I can say. Still kind of confuses why they cho- he chose them, but I mean, I get it, but I don't at the same time. Calgary, like we were talking about earlier, you know, like they still have potential if he was on their team. They still have potential. Make a couple more moves, you'll be okay. But I don't know where he was going with that because I know Calgary offered him a lot. I think um, who else was in talks with him? Were the the Devils, Islander, the Devil? Yeah, the Devils, Devils yeah. Islanders, and well, Philly. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Like, what, what do you guys think? How is he going to do with, you know, he's got Voracek, he's got Wierenski, he's got some decent goaltending. Like, uh, sorry, you're, Columbus you're isn't bad. Score. Yeah, Line Columbus a. isn't bad by, yeah, yeah, I mean, Columbus isn't bad by all means, but I'm curious what are you guys' thoughts on, what, what is he going to do? Is he going to put up 115 points again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus is not making the playoffs. Ooh. They're not. That's that's a good take. That's yeah. a good take. How come? I'd agree. Because the Metro is a stacked uh, division, and yep. I don't see them uh, making the playoffs at all this season. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I I think the thing that confused me most about the Gaudreau signing is he just doesn't line up with the prime of the team. Like yeah, like they've drafted really well the past couple of years, getting in Kent Johnson mm. and uh, and that. Uh, Cole Sillinger exactly yeah yeah um like between those two players um and and just a couple other guys as well um they had a great first like, round this past year yeah exactly and then including like Adam Boquist coming in as well um I'm just confused I mean I guess it sells tickets that's what they need right now but yeah it's, but the uh... prime just doesn't line up it, it almost seems, to your point, Kyle, that Goudreau wanted to go to Columbus more and 
Columbus kind of just took advantage of that situation and offered him something without really having their eye on him for a long time, maybe more than some of the other teams that were more closely linked to him. Which, good for them. They do not land players like that very often. No, absolutely not. It's big for Columbus, for sure. Yeah. If so, that can encourage other free agents to come in the next few years, maybe those young players start start producing, and maybe in three yeah. years they're going to make a run. But that would be best case scenario, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the one but, issue, the one signing. Oh God, yeah. Uh, that go. I do not like <laughs> is the uh, Gabranson signing. <laughs> I was just oh, getting to that. It, it was the signing oh, just before Gaudreau. From, like, yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> yes, he's big and and physical, but that's it. Yeah, like seventh defenseman, maybe six. Overpaid, mm, ridiculous. Why do people what... keep wanting him? Like <laughs> a team always wants him. Like Mans gets traded all the time. Now he's signing yeah, four years deal. Ten, but like he's not good. <laughs> And we all know from experience watching the Canucks when oh, he was God, like on yeah. that. So like that's all I'm gonna leave. I wanted to touch on that, but I'm glad MJ brought it up. I just we'll we'll talk about more later, but I think that was definitely one of the biggest L's. And he has a ten kilo trade list. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what probably helped his case was that I don't know what really their roster looks like, but he's tough. He'll fight. They're signing a small star, so I think they wanted to add maybe a tough guy that's gonna fight. For a little bit of protection, but for and four I'm... mil. <laughs> that's all. That's all I really got to put a positive spin on it. So that's yeah. All I kind of give maybe a good mentor, maybe, but uh, I don't it, know. Like too much, that too Branson much. signing was so early in the morning. Yes. That like, there's no way that they're like, yeah, we're signing Goudreau. Let's just go out and sign Branson right now. They were so confident too. They were yep. so confident too. Yeah, that's funny. Like I said, unless, that was before they had Goudreau. Unless yeah. they signed Goudbranson, he put in a good word to Goudreau. Who knows? Yeah. They were, <laughs> yeah. they were a package deal. Goudreau's like, I'm yeah, only yeah. going where he goes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and try- and I think Johnny took a pay cut just so then Good Branson could make four mil. Good Branson's paying. <laughs> half, half <laughs> oh god, yeah. I mean, those are the two big signings for them. They had uh, a couple of their uh, first rounders sign their entry level deals, so maybe they make the lineup. But and, gonna be hard when Good Branson's getting paid now. <laughs> well, exactly, and, and that's that puts them in a tough position for line A, like. Like they need to trade oh, yeah. a player or two just to make the cap space. So we'll see how that yeah, goes. Okay, let's um let's take a look at Carolina. Uh, let's talk about maybe Kyle. You can uh, take us through the trades that they made. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we already talked about it earlier. Um, Max Patrick, Dylan Coglin over to there, and they also got Brent Burns. So that just big signing. In, just big okay, name sorry. ads for that team. Go mm-hmm. for it. Uh, Brent Burns is he's San Jose. I feel like you know he he did his time there. He did what he could. He's his plus minus isn't great because obviously he's playing on San Jose, which they, they <laughs> yeah. could be better to be honest. But Brent Burns is like you know his potential he still has potential. I think like he's obviously not in his prime anymore, but he can still play. 
and he's a big he's big he's kind of physical yeah. and he'll he'll help out he'll help out for sure yeah I, yeah I, like it, actually. I, I, I quite like the burns trade and i believe san jose is retaining salary maybe someone can yep. that. yeah okay yeah, so, so it's previous cap it was eight mil on san jose yeah so for carolina yeah it's 34 so he comes down to five million two hundred and eighty thousand for three years okay. left that's not too it's, like that's not bad i know he's old he's older than i thought but whatever he's gonna add some veteranship on that team he's gonna man the power play and it, re, it replaces the offense that came with um uh what's his name D'Angelo. yeah so you know that's uh that that's a team that is wanting to win. That's that's the kind of move. Same with the patch ready. Like those are moves made by the team that's going for it. So I like it. They came so close. They came so close this uh, these playoffs. So I think they wanna they wanna do it within the next two years. They wanna oh, make sure they got the cup. Absolutely. Does that put them over the hump that they're stuck on though? Are those players oh. good enough to to take them there? With keep in mind Jordan Stahl continuing to regress. Um, Brett Burns will definitely regress still. Yes, uh, I, I think I think their core is ready to take the step up, and these guys are kind of veteran pieces. So I think the core it's up to the core to take them to the next step. Uh, if I were to answer your question, yeah. Yeah. MJ, you got anything? Uh, I see the Hurricanes making the Cup Finals. Yes, my man. With them adding Matt uh, Pacioretty and uh, and Burns, um, with the uh, the veteran uh, uh, pieces that they got, I can I can see them making the finals this year. I I hundred percent agree with MJ. I think Carolina is primed for a run. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to think about the players around them. You got to think of the players around Pacioretty who are going to help him as well. well they have like, a good. They have, they have a good a depth. Great. They have Niederreiter on D. They have Slavin. Niederreiter's a free agent. Niederreiter's gone. Okay. Well, they got they got guys, man. Like go through their roster. Like Vechnikov. Vechnikov. Totally. Like. You know, they're yeah, and, and they were making, well. their goalie their goalie was hurt all you know, their starter was hurt all through the playoffs. I think if Anderson plays, they definitely beat the Rangers. They're in the third they're in the third round. And uh if they play there they, they looked they looked weird. They didn't look like fine in the playoffs for my opinion. They can definitely play better. So I think they've cut their teeth in the playoffs for a few years now. I think they're primed. Ready for a deep run. Oh, and Brendamore? Great coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think Pacioretty is quite an upgrade over Niederreiter. I think uh, I think he will be able to take them that extra step. It really depends on how their center depth operates. Like, like is is Kotkaniemi going to take a step up? Is, they is, they oh. really need him to. Is Nakash going to take a step right? up? Na- yeah. Like, th- yes. Well, they, they do okay, have yeah. to sign Nature still, but they should right now. They He's still have right eight now. Of space, so they can make it work. I would say. Huh. A final prediction, though. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Move on, Corey. Uh. Well, let's take a look at uh Rangers. Let's let's take a look at their moves. 
Yeah, so let me get him up here. Obviously, they landed one of the bigger free agents of this class, and that was really one of their biggest, their only moves, I would say. Um, they got Vinny Trocek. Seven mm. years, he's already 28, and he's making just a hair above five and a half mil. And and shout out Max for guessing that right on our last yeah. video. For our last <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we all knew they were going after a 2C to replace Strom, so it was just a matter of who they were getting. So I think that was my guess. And spot on. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, this is their year to go for it. Because next year they're in cap hell. It, right. Like, like if you consider yeah. that they have to sign Lafreniere, mm. Heedle, Keandre Miller. Great player. Great player. Great player. And probably another couple of depth pieces as well. Um, with $20 million to do that. It'll be, it, it might be tight. Yeah, I mean. Might be tight. It's a big year for them. Still very young team, but you yeah. probably won't be able to sign all of those players, as mentioned. No, I don't. Not. I don't want to steal too much of what we're going to talk about later. But they still also have Kako unsigned this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He oh, he's a. I don't see him going that far in the playoffs. So. <laughs> I really don't. They need um, depth, and they don't really have that bottom six depth as of right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, they brought in Ryan Reeves. Yeah, he's not going to produce points. He's just I'm a hitting guy. Fight. <laughs> like with, um, if they add another top six D-man, they'd be looking pretty good. But as of right now with their um, cap issue, they're not going uh, that far, I don't think. Interesting. They they did get Yaroslav Halak, who us Canuck fans know. Oh, he's not that good anymore. He's like 37 years old. He's going to play maybe like 13 20. games. Oh, okay. like, he's like, come on, man. Watch him be great for them. <laughs> that'd, be tough, oh, that'd be tough okay. to see. That'd be tough to see. I mean, they also have secret weapon Mika Zibanejad. So <laughs> with him, anything is possible. That's true. Yeah, as long as I draft him in their pool. I'll be taking them next season. As long as I draft him and he's playing against Max that week. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But he's the Max killer. Yeah, then he's getting back-to-back hat tricks. (laughs) uh... All right, shall we move on, Corey? Yeah, so, I mean, Metro's kind of loaded here. We got... uh... We got uh, Pittsburgh and Washington. So why don't we hit up those two teams? Yeah, I mean, we can start with Pittsburgh. A lot of their signings, as we all have heard, are not so much for you the UFAs, but more just re-signing their guys. They managed to re-sign, well, everyone. They got Latang, Raquel, Malkin. Um, am I missing someone here? Probably. <laughs> Rust I mean, was early on. Rust, yeah, was early on. So they... Managed to keep the whole gang together. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm kind of long, upset. Malkin didn't deals. go somewhere else. And yeah. and and how about that uh that trade um acquiring Ty Smith for John Marino? That's that's a big one too. Anybody got oh, thoughts yeah. on that? And they got yeah. Jeff Petrie as well. 
Yeah, Ooh, yeah, the Petrie deal, of Petrie course. Petrie is an interesting one. I mean, both are. So they added two defensemen, eh? They added two defensemen. They changed their decor up quite yeah. a bit. And they re-signed um, John uh, Ruda to a three-year deal. It's another yeah. guy, hey? Yeah, they yeah, their decor is much Tampa, Absolutely. Very good depth signing. That's what the Canucks should have done, just completely changed their decor. Yeah, but... <laughs> can't do that when you're locked into seven years, seven million dollar deals for top four defensemen. Don't mention it. Don't mention the twenty million dollars that are on our blue line, man. We know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, as long as they have Crosby, they'll be competitive. But I think as a realistic um contender, you know, I think it's obvious that they're they're past their prime. Yeah. They're uh as what they would call it, legacy contracts for all of them. Just basically yeah. they all finish as Penguin players, you would assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely would have loved to see Malkin on another team just to see how it would look. It would just be interesting for next season. Yeah. But, I mean... With a healthy I mean, Malkin, he wants a... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. A lot of teams so. could have benefited for, with him. There, if, so. if Pittsburgh doesn't get out of the first round, is Mike Sullivan's job in danger? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I would say so. Kyle, Kyle, every coach's uh, job is in danger, okay? <laughs> no matter when they sign. <laughs> Except for John yeah. Cooper. Okay, well. Well, yeah. Well, okay, that's... okay. Every coach is in danger except if you win two cups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like Sullivan, but... True. Well... That was... I'd, but, say, at this point. I, I'd say Mike Sullivan is the best head coach in the league. If Ooh, okay. Pittsburgh Ooh. was to get rid of him, there would be teams like firing their coaches to hire him. But didn't we see that with the mean... trots? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, so, we did. But Barry Trotz was n- not amused. <laughs> Barry Trotz won a Stanley Cup, but like I, I wouldn't say that he was the top coach in the league. I think he just had a really strong system for one year. He just Fair. he just I mean, played his cards right for for one series of or one set of playoff series. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was impressed with Pittsburgh last year in the playoffs. I think they played better than I expected, and I mean, a lot of that was was due to Crosby's play. But uh, I did not think they would perform as well as they did. Yeah, you can still play, so that's what I what I noticed. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you have Crosby, franchise player, you can't yeah. not compete. Yeah. Yeah, so moving on to Washington, we just talked about with Trotz and whatnot. Uh, their big free agent signing was, they were linked to for a while there, I'm pretty sure almost all of us predicted it, was uh, Kemper. They got him for five That's years. a big move for 5.25 mil. He's a great goalie. He's a great goalie. Like, Yeah. Tough to see him go from the abs because he actually played extremely well. But I mean, on Washington, I hope he kind of flourishes again and gets a chance at least making, you know, a run in the playoffs. He's got Ovechkin and Oshie and Carlson. Like, you've got a good team in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think he played that well in the playoffs. I think Colorado was just really good. And it, it, it you didn't notice his mistakes as much. I think 
he'll be like okay in Washington. Washington always seems to just be a regular season team. Aside from one year, they always seem to just be good and then like fold in the playoffs. So, and their guys are only getting older. Yeah, they added to that with Kemper, who's already 32, and they just signed him for five years. I feel like they're just kind of going to float another year. Obi will score some goals. (laughs) Like, they're almost, to me, they're almost becoming Pittsburgh, just a less successful version. (laughs) (laughs) This is just my opinion. What's MJ's take on on these two teams? um, The Capitals. Uh, did sign Dylan Strom to a one-year deal. That was a huge that. Like one. That was huge for, as a that's second line center. Yeah, that's a yeah, steal. that's a, good. That's <laughs> but yeah. but other than that, they're in cap trouble because whenever Tom Wilson comes back, Carl Hagelin, mm. they gotta trade someone to fit their cap. Mm. Yeah, and. Unfortunately to them, it looks like Backstrom, with all the rumors, could likely done be done uh, for not only this season, but who knows how long. With I believe it was something to do with his hip, if I'm correct. Is, is he on LTIR? No, um, not yet. Well, he he will be. <laughs> he will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, if he goes on that, they do that save nine point two mil with that. Yeah, wow. so that's big. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> And plus, the Caps got Connor Brown in a trade, but yeah, Connor yeah. Brown, for a second okay. rounder, That's okay, top nine forward. Yeah, so they're so they're adding some pieces. I did I forgot about the Strome one as well. Okay, yeah, so they'll be good. They'll still be good. They'll make the playoffs. I, yeah, I think they're a decently deep team. I just think their defense is going to get walked all over when it comes to to any kind of real competition and I and and Kemper was shaky in the playoffs so mm-hmm. he did have uh, an unfortunate injury so who knows how much that impacted him yeah does, you're right does it kind of seem like nowadays besides a few teams obviously like defense are lacking better terms like we we know a bunch of teams that we've already mentioned I think you kind well, of cut out there. But our, te- our, our team's just like heavily like favoring offense rather than defense. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, well, it's a strong argument for a lot of teams. Goals are up big time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, defensive numbers do not look good as, anymore. Just as goalies, like, goalies, like, Kemper may have been had a really good stat, or, you know, any goalie may have looked really good prior, but now goalies are getting lit up. So there's fewer like fewer elite looking goalies. Like didn't Florida average like five or six goals a game or something during the regular season? <laughs> like pretty, pretty much. Yeah. For, like, crazy. A strong amount of it. Yeah. I, go ahead. I think from what I've noticed is is obviously the game is still like in like is like shifting to being more fast and more skilled. Yeah. And that's led by the forwards. Teams are still Resigning or trying to to make these big, um, maybe not the best skating defensemen fit this mold of the NHL, but it's just not working. Yeah, so that's just causing 
there to be not as many good defensemen anymore because they're not developing defensemen properly in in my opinion right like yeah. i could I, be totally wrong but you mentioned yeah a lot of like small skilled forwards i would argue it's the same for defensemen you look like a lot of defensemen that are getting drafted not a lot of them are that big yeah. obviously a big example being quinn hughes yeah um, very small in stature <laughs> But he's the mm-hmm. best defenseman on his team, so well, size. <laughs> but not well, I guess when it comes to defensive play, yeah, yeah. Offensively, obviously, we all know what he's capable of. Yeah, plus, I'm but... shocked that he hasn't taken a step forward in the defensive department yet. Like uh, he did last year, compared to he the prior. Did he? Okay, oh, yeah. good. Though. Oh yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. He was stepping up to the penalty kill and with Boudreaux, and it was a big difference. Yeah. Yes. Mm. He's no Norris winner, Kale McCarr, but I mean... Okay. Okay, okay, let's let's, uh, move on here. Um, We're going to leave the Metro. Let's hit the Atlantic. Uh, Let's start off with big, big player here, uh, Ottawa. Ooh, yeah, that was a big one coming in. Obviously, we talked last podcast about what they've done at the draft and before this, but... They continued their strong play into the free agency, getting one of the heavily rumored Claude Giroux. Um, obviously, going back to his hometown, we predicted it. Way to go, us. Mikey and, <laughs> and Max, I think, predicted that Way one. Way to go, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey, Max. <laughs> uh, so, give us your thoughts, guys. I'll start it off. I mean, with their with their additions, we already talked about to bring Cap, you know, whoever else. I mean... <laughs> If they don't do well this season, I'll be surprised. I think they'll make maybe a wild card or just kind of slip in, just mm-hmm. depending on how the team's chemistry is, right? You got to think about that. We already kind of discussed it, but I just think depending on the team's chemistry, how the coach is, you know, what he does with the power play lines and kind of just the lines in general, because Josh Norris just resigned with them too, yep. which is huge for them. Big so they got a bunch of they got a bunch of young guys out there that can play. They can play well. So I mean, they're on the right step. They're on the right step, much better than some other teams. <laughs> and their Achilles heel last year, goaltending, serious yes. upgrade in net, bringing Cam Talbot, shipping out Matt Murray. It cost them a little bit to get rid of Matt Murray, but uh, definitely a huge upgrade. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know as well, Cam Talbot's going to be absolutely ready to go for the season after getting his starting job basically given away he has some fierce competition though because anton forsberg played pretty well for iowa near the end of the season there so absolutely yeah Yeah, do they make the playoffs what do you guys think mj do do they make the playoffs with the additions that they've made so far i don't know i'm like in between like uh they could make it but at the same time, they could miss by like five, six points. Yeah, they'll. It all depends what other teams do around them. Yeah, the East is. So the... I'm like up in the air with it. So. I uh. Go for it, Corey. I just, I just want to. I just want to touch on like I think they've done a really good job with their rebuild, especially following that 2017 loss. They kind of recognized, I guess, the direction. Um and blew it up and i think that was probably the best thing they could have done by acquiring picks and dropping some some play uh some great young players and i really like the three years Giroux deal just to add some leadership get you know Giroux is still not 
he's past his prime, but he's still, you know, um, he's still got some Giroux left in him. And that three-year and that cap hit is really nice. And yeah. they've actually spent some money. They've locked down a core. I don't like the Norris is a little bit, uh, Josh Norris is a little bit on the heavy side. But the others, I, the Kachuk, Shabbat, uh, um, is really nice. So I, I like the rebuild that Ottawa has done, and I really like the Giroud deal. What were you going to say, Kyle? Wasn't me. I think somebody was about to oh. say something about the Norris contract. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I agree with you. It's a little steep of a contract, but I'm just like, just for him being on the team, it's like a bonus for them. Because if somebody would have like you know tried to match the offer or something, mm, that, yeah, I don't know. They they're keeping a good player. It's a yeah. little bit of a steep contract, but they're keeping a good player. It's, yeah, yeah. It's one it's, of those uh, contracts nowadays where he's still very young, only twenty three, and it's one of those contracts where they've almost they're playing to his potential. There, a lot of them nowadays are getting that where they're actually not really getting paid. Maybe not so much what they're worth right now, but what they're hoping for down the line. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what they'll be worth in four years and hope mm-hmm. they can capitalize on him continuing to develop and then being like a steal for six, seven, eight. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I personally think Ottawa is still going to miss the playoffs even with all these moves just because their defensive core is just a little bit too still weak. Still missing something. Yeah, exactly. Just like, like the best players on their defense are either like top six defensemen or, or prospects, right? Like... Looks like, 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 yeah, Shabbat will have to play another year, 30 minutes a night. Yeah, yeah, Shabbat's going to be the only one that's that's going to keep that defense together. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's hit, we'll hit the Canadian teams, we'll hit the Bruins, and then I think we'll move on from there. So um, let's hit Toronto right now. Um, a few little moves there. So what do we got? Well, Toronto, they've been doing their usual thing with the past few summers been they've been tinkering uh always filling out those little depth big one this summer though has been their goaltending uh they have a completely new tandem matt murray who we just missed out on the trade was just after our podcast and then free agency day one they went out and got non-qualified rfa Ilya samsonov for a cheaper deal so what do you think of that tandem guys not good. <laughs> Not yeah, good. shaky at best. Yeah, I mean, we all know what God Murray's capable is all of, God. but man, that I that might be the most interesting question easily going into the year for Toronto and knowing their fan base, he, it's going to absolutely has, uh... bring, come up every night. What if he has a crazy year? He has a crazy year. Just shut up all the haters. He's not playing against Brock Besser ton anymore, so he'll be all right. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not confident with that tandem. I think they're putting a lot of faith. Well, they have to. That's the basic thing. They don't have the money. They have to put their faith. Uh, I think Samsonov probably has more potential. I don't see Murray really take, like, based on what we've seen the last four years like i don't think he'll shine um but hey let's see what happens yeah would um, question for you guys would you rather have matt murray who's just a hair under five mil left uh they did get salary retained in that deal or would you have rather have jack campbell for five by five 
Campbell. Yeah. Campbell. Yeah. 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 So Matt, I mean, Matt Murray's won a cup. <laughs> okay. Yeah, two times actually. <laughs> two, two times. Yeah. Yeah. Two cups. Two cups. Okay. Yeah. Matt Murray's won so two cups. So is that your cups. pick? <laughs> I had Campbell last year for fantasy. So yeah, uh, that's my pick. That guy. <laughs> That's a good, you know what? That's a good point. Campbell's had one year as a starter yeah. and not super consistent. Murray has sh- shown some great talent. Like he won those two cups. He was great. So I think it's just the period of time since then and the concussion issues and things like that, that just really leaves me in, in, in limbo. With, but it's a good point Kyle makes. Yeah. Well, if, if Murray can return to being even three quarters of the Murray that was in Pittsburgh. This is the two most crucial years for Toronto. Oh yeah. And then it's game over. All their players are walking. Yeah. So yeah. So is he the guy that gets them there? Is he the guy that gets them out of the first round? <laughs> yeah. I mean it's hard to say. I mean Probably it's... not. Probably not, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, don't see him out yeah, I think again. no. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're losing best, the first I round again. A round, but I don't even think so. Yeah, they're in a tough, you know, Eastern Conference. I would say they're going to have a tough time, you know, in, even just in their division. Absolutely, especially mm-hmm. like taking into account they still have to shed some salary. It sounds like Kerfoot yeah. is on the trade block again. They signed Yarn Croc to, who is a fourth liner to. A four-year deal, which is you, just weird. You mean Yanmark? Yarncroc. <laughs> quit, quit it, Max. Don't be that way. It took a minute to realize what I said. Yeah, it took a second. Okay, let's uh, let's let's move to uh, the Maple Leafs. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. One last question. Yeah. Who who starts Game One in the playoffs for them? Samsonov or Murray? Well, well, it depends do. during the season what happens. Yeah, I would say okay. who, starts, who starts game one of the season. Oh, for sure Murray, oh, Murray. but but I want you guys to predict how the season's going to go for them. Well, Murray oh, will either be, he'll either be the backup or hurt. So I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> And that's an easy one for me. Yeah, I think their tandem going into playoffs it will be Samsonov and then that Chalgren, if that's how you pronounce it. But uh I think Samsonov very interesting. I mean could have a good year, could it could struggle, especially under that spotlight. And he might get a lot of games bank on Murray's health. I mean Samsonov's a guy that like he's he's a younger goalie, but he, he has not taken over the role of starter. Like he's no. been a tandem backup kind of guy. You know, like why and, and he had the chance to take over Washington. So he either does it with Toronto, or he doesn't. I guess, and they—I don't know what they do if he doesn't. I mean, I guess Murray starts, but yeah, yeah. This is really a make-or-break year for his career. It's either he's going to be a forever backup, or he's actually going to get a starting role. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. What's the next <laughs> squad? Okay, we're gonna hit uh, Toronto's biggest crush. We're gonna go to Boston. So take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. Well, I mean, <laughs> there we go. Pass it over to MJ. <laughs> <laughs> give us. So we basically done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you 
with you guys. Nothing except that one trade with Pavel Zaka and, and Eric Holla. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> we just signed AHLers. Like, come on, Don. What the hell are you doing? But, I mean, with the trade with Pavel Zaka, I mean, he's young, 25. I don't know where he's going to play yet, uh, depending with Krejci or Bergeron coming back. Who knows? Uh, but, I mean, at the beginning of the year, a McAvoy, a Marshan, and Grizzlick won't be playing until, like, November, December. Yeah. So, either way, it's going to be a rough couple months at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it could be... Could hurt them in the long run for the playoffs if they want to make it. I was it. I was just gonna say if you start off slow, like what are the odds you're gonna catch up to the next team in points? If you're losing all these games in the first two months because your star players are out. Look, look at the Canucks slow start and they never made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, oh. new coach as well. So, any thoughts on that, MJ? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I miss Bruce. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I miss Bruce Cassidy. Who who did they hire again? Sorry, uh, Jim. Jim yeah, there you go. Oh, from, he was the uh, St. Louis assistant. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, are go basically ahead. like one two years left to try and go for it, or probably this year because there's been rumors that Bergeron. Uh, one-year deal, same with Krejci. So uh, this is like our last year. Just blow it up and go for it. Okay. Big one as well, being Pasternak is a UFA after this year. And there's already rumors. They've been in talks. Yeah, what's going to happen there? I do not want to lose him. That's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know If we lose him, Don (laughs) has to be fired. Simple as that. Can't he should have been fired. You better not lose him for nothing as well. Yeah. God. He should have been fired months ago. But yep. nope. <laughs> well, it sounds yeah. like the players are happy that there's a new coach, so hopefully that will At least the brusque is, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I want him gone, <laughs> not gonna lie. Wow. <laughs> Whatever. What's wrong with the what's wrong with the brusque? I don't know. Just streaky as hell. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, after the trade deadline last season, he did uh, good um, with Bergeron and Marsha on the first line. But who knows what's going to happen? What uh, what overall did DeBrus go again? Ooh, it's a good question. Uh, Let me quickly find it. Because he went in that. Best he was draft, he? the twenty fifteen draft. He was fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that, Jeff. Yeah. That was that was part <laughs> Sorry, of their three Jeff. picks in a row. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I was gonna say uh, they could have gotten some studs. Matt Barzell. They could have had Barzell, Shabbat, and Kyle Tonner. They could have had a no. lot of options. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we picked Imagine. up the cross. Um, Jakob Saboro that's hurt, and Zach Senesian that we traded to get Josh Brown, like. <laughs> <laughs> Not good players at all. Oh man, that's that's a Jim Benning move right there, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now Pavel Zaka, that's uh, that's an improvement on Curtis Lazar, right? 
that kind of filling that hole. Well, they also traded Hala. Most likely Hala because Hala wasn't a good second line center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like if Krejci doesn't come back, you could put Zaka in the second line to have Hall, Zaka, and Pasta. So yeah. uh, that could work, but who knows what's going to happen. When did yeah. Charlie Coyle get a $5.25 million <laughs> deal? Uh, oh, God. What did he do? What did he, what do? did he do? He didn't deserve it, did he? <laughs> I, oh, we got traded from... Okay, never mind, never mind. That was probably I mean, at the time, he was good, and he had a one rough season in 2020. And, I mean, he improved this past season, but 5.25 on a third line, that's a little too much. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, your most long, (laughs) longest uh, left forward on the contract, essentially. That's not great. Yeah. All right, should we move on? Then you got Nick Polino, that guy. Yeah, go on. (laughs) (laughs) 3.8 for one more year, dude. Come on. (laughs) Supposed to be a huge signing last offseason. He was supposed to be that second line center to replace Krejci, and that just didn't materialize. Materialized. Yeah, Seventeen points Seven. all last year. Yikes! Two goals Ooh. last year too. That's solid. I love it here. <laughs> right. Let's um let's move to uh, Detroit. A lot of movement there. Um, you know, a non-playoff team maybe getting better. So l- let's hit that up. Yeah, there's a lot to sign here. Obviously, uh, Steve Heisman had a lot of money to spend, and I would—I think he used almost all of it. <laughs> um, I'll name off some names here. You got Dominique Kubelik, uh, you got Olimata, Ben Chirot, Andrew Kopp, and David Perron, all multi-million dollar signings. Man, Stevie Y, he, he did what he had to do to improve the team. <laughs> he did what he had to do. Yeah. Detroit's been pretty bad for years. And now they have Andrew Kopp, who's a big body, and he can put points up. And they got David Perron, who's a certified goal scorer. He he helped St. Louis in every way possible, in my opinion, at least. I hate that guy. <laughs> well, you can't deny that he's not that he's good. Like he's he's gonna help Detroit for sure. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I think like Free agents, I'm always hesitant to sign them, and signing a lot of them, I don't know if is the best idea. Like, you're either getting, you hope you get like mark, like you hope you get face value. Anything more than that is kind of a plus. So I don't know if signing a lot of them is the way to go, but it's my opinion. I think Cop was the only sign that I was like, ooh, I don't know if that fits into their plan. Everyone else was a one or two year deal, which. Okay. Which can kind of be there for this season and get traded next season at the trade deadline or something. Okay, they have a yeah. lot of young players moving in and up, so I don't know. That's that's kind of my thoughts on on their off season. Okay. Their, their defense is their defense is pretty solid in the sense that they got Sherrod, who is a big body and he does what Snyder does. Sherrod, I didn't see that contract. Oof. Oof. Let's be real here. Oof. It's a bad contract. Oh, damn. Mm. It's a bad contract, but he's a big body that can play the same. Like, he'll just, like, you know, be aggressive just like Siders. And that's what 
Yeiserman loves, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good. I'll be. Yeah. What's the next know, I can team see there? These Corey? guys making the wild card for sure, Detroit. Yeah. Wild card. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Cider and Raymond, like they got these really good kids, right? And they they got Larkin still, so you know they they got the young core. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's our next Max. team? Uh, ideas on Detroit. I mean. It'd be interesting. They're definitely a team on the come up, and I kind of like some of their signings. Good to influence on the young team with a lot of prospects. So, and not like the worst terms for a lot of them, I would say. Shrot, arguably, too much, too much. <laughs> but Perron for two years—that's very good, I would say. Yeah. Um... Okay, I think I'll just uh, open it up to the last couple teams here. We got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously resigning a bunch of players, and then uh, Montreal Canadiens kind of on the opposite end uh, with their young squad. So uh, any any thoughts on those? Yeah, I mean, obviously the big one with Tampa that day was not one, not two, but three extensions that yeah. all don't actually kick in until the year after. Yeah. Obviously, Eric Cernak, Sorelli, and Sergejev all gang eight-year deals. What are deep. your thoughts on that? <laughs> deep. deep for a couple. God. Yeah. Sergejev, Sergejev uh, I haven't really... He's a good defenseman by all means, but that's a lot of money to pay for him. Years, too. That, too. Don't, yeah. give, yeah. don't give long-term deals unless they're, like, elite or, like, you know, your top players that you know will be consistent. Those three years are like they're basically like thank yous for winning us cups. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They're those bad. Like eight years, like their team is gonna be in bad cap trouble, like at minimum five years from now. Minimum next yeah. off season. I mean, if next off season, that. they are they're not looking good. Yeah. Um, it 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 will come back to bite them in the butt. I don't think. I mean, obviously it's Tampa, so like, I, like you can never rule them out. But I just don't see them being a cup contender anymore. Making the playoffs, absolutely, but they're one injury away from from just not getting past the first or second round. For sure, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same. They got a lot of guys signed long term right now, but a lot of them are somewhat getting up there in age, so. You know, who knows? These eight-year deals are so risky because you don't yeah. truly know what your team will be like in those couple of years. The NHL changes fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to lock in so many people like that for that long. You you pretty much got to do what the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks did. You lock in your core, and then you just change your, um, what do you call it, your surrounding group. Yeah. You know what Depth. I mean? Your depth, yeah, you just kind of change your depth and you keep it fresh and you find what you need to and you just lock in a core that is going to uh, peak together. Yeah. But, you know, what the Tampa won two cups, so who the hell cares? It's hard to say, yeah. If that's... <laughs> yeah that's at the end of the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, I think that clears up pretty much all the 
free agency type of deals that we got going mm-hmm. on besides the um, UFAs and RFAs, which I can get into anytime. Well, why don't you fire away then? <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with there's still a couple players on the board, the big names that are that are on there, just like Louis Erickson. Obviously. <laughs> just playing. Um, we got, uh, obviously, Mr. Stanley Cup himself, Nazim Kadri. He hasn't signed yet. Any, uh, I know we talked about it earlier, but he would like, he said Colorado is one of his choices, right? I think a couple other posts said Winnipeg, and I forget there was one other team. I can't remember, but I know there was another team on there. Islanders, wasn't it? I yeah, think, I believe yeah. it was. It's mainly just, it he wants to go to a cup contender. Yeah, anybody with a cup contender, pretty much. Which I mean, could be so, a lot of teams. So a cup contender like Winnipeg? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was listed, but for some reason, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are, I think, are in the trade market right now trying to make room for him. Obviously, the Avs, they'd have to move some people, like we already mentioned. Um, what What about Calgary? That's another team, yeah. Definitely he would be first-line center. He would be taking... Oh, no, no, he wouldn't. Would he? No. <laughs> he would. would. Uh, yeah, Lindholm would, could play the I, wing, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because Lindholm can sh- shove over to the right wing, Kachuk on the left side. That would be a solid top line. That would but be a great Kadri point. also doesn't... I don't think he wants to go to Calgary. Because he vetoed he had, the trade before there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> things change, but I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know they got the money to spend on him now without Gaudreau. Yeah, exactly. I think they'd they'd want to run. It seems like Colorado is also really trying, and it seems like he's pretty open to re-signing. So that seems like a pretty like likely option as well. I hope so. I hope so. I know that that contract would also but, hand handcuff us in three to three to five years. It would, which would suck, but. That's- that's the thing. Like, can they afford to re-sign Kadri with McKinnon coming off? They can, yeah, yeah. Because Johnson's six million dollar contract comes off the book next year, so hey, he'll there just we re-sign go. like there a one million dollar deal. Okay, okay. And basically, all that money will just show, like like shuffle over to to McKinnon's contract. So so there won't be a huge like change in 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 like where the money's allocated. It'll just be one player makes a lot less, one player makes a lot more, but. I, I think I think with the teams trying to sign Kadri right now, um, the players that those teams are trying to move out, um, they're getting like 20 cents on the dollar for them, and that's really what's holding this process up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, we got a couple other big ones. Um, so number one on the cap-friendly list here is actually P.K. Subban. <laughs> Has anybody heard anything about Subban? Nothing. Nope, no one. Okay. TNT, any, Sportsnet, maybe. Any um, any teams you guys think you would fit on? MJ, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> if that actually happened, oh my god. Um, <laughs> I can kind of see PK going to um Drumroll. the Rangers. Ooh, Ooh he'd love it. Damn. 
he would eat that up. Suvan would eat that up for sure. Because they need another top six guy, and I think he's the perfect fit to go to the Rangers. All right. Yeah, got... But how much no, money do you think he gets paid? Like, oh, like top like one point five. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. That's what he's was... nothing less than that. I was gonna say yeah, two million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For one year, probably two years. Yeah, after making what, did, what nine mil? <laughs> yeah, nine mil for like five years, God. something like that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next well, one, Mike. Uh, one of the top D man still left over, uh, John Klingberg. John Klingberg Ooh. heard a heard a lot of rumors that uh, he's waiting for the Canucks to open up some cap space. I know Canucks love their Swedish players, so I could definitely see him going there because they do need a right-handed defenseman they do need a good right-handed defenseman which honestly i wouldn't mind him on the team i got a stat here um so this season in 74 games played he had 47 points he was a minus 28 but i mean again he is on defense and he does play a lot right and he's 29 years old so any thoughts from that what teams besides the canucks he could potentially go to well, I think the only other rumor I've heard is that he could go to Detroit, but Seattle. I think that's also an interesting that too. Actually, yeah, he, both of them would be interesting fits. Um, I would actually kind of love him to go to the Canucks. That only if though Myers gets moved out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has but to be one does... of the big names that has to go. I feel like he's he he. We don't really diversify. Yeah, he's a right-handed, but then we have Hughes, Ekman Larson, and Klingberg, who are all kind of like supposed to be offensive defensemen. Absolutely, that was yeah. gonna be my concern that I was gonna bring yeah. up is is you can't have three defensemen that don't know how to play defense. Yeah, so I I really don't I really don't like that to be honest. I'd rather have like I don't know like a defense just throwing a name like a high skin in or like a just like a big you know mcdonough or something like a defenseman that's more just like that yeah like a stay-at-home d-man type of thing i mean i would totally. love heskinen <laughs> <Like Chris. laughs> just for, i was thinking of dallas i was just throwing a name out but <laughs> you know um so yeah that's my only my only thoughts there and how much how much like if we're signing a free agent Klingberg, we're gonna dole out a ton of cash again you yeah. know yeah and We've already we're paying we're overpaying for OEL, and we're overpaying for Meyer. So yeah, one of them would have to go. But it's like, how many defensemen are we going to overpay? At some point, we need to draft maybe probably like not a Makar, but we need some kind of defenseman to make an impact. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Yeah. So that's just my thoughts. Yeah. How about Again. Ottawa? We were talking about them having just weak defense. Yeah, yeah. They move I, some pieces around. They have the cap room for it. That's what I was thinking. Like ideally, in my head, you somehow can move Myers to <laughs> Ottawa for really anything. I don't care. <laughs> anything future bag bucks, future considerations. Yeah, yeah. yeah Travis Hamnick. <laughs> no, I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, 
Klingberg's got options for sure. Like he's, teams, teams aren't going to yeah. pass up on him if they need him for yeah. sure. Again, yeah. similar to Kadri, I think he's waiting to sign with a team that doesn't have the cap space right now and is making a trade, or else mm, he probably okay. would have signed already. Right. Very my, true. My take. Well, I'll mention. Uh, I'll mention one more bigger FA that we talked about earlier. Nino Niederreiter who's 29 years old and he's uh this season he played 75 games and he got 44 points in 75 games not bad no i mean i feel like any cup contender would love to have him a little bit of depth right too yeah yeah can't go wrong yeah Yeah, i have no idea where he would go (laughs) um yeah it's hard to say i think right now like a team like like Nashville or Dallas are looking for a player like that. They can play top six, top nine minutes. Yeah. Those are actually two good shouts, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, or even like yeah. could arguably say the Islanders, but I feel like they're trying to do something more with what because they haven't done anything so far. Mm. We haven't mentioned I don't them. I don't think they know what they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't I seem like it. Yeah. Maybe their phones not connected or something they're not getting phone calls i don't know they've made one signing so far (laughs) so yeah they're sleeping right now that's for sure so yeah those were kind of the uh kind of the top players left i would say that haven't signed with anyone yet but we do have some restricted free agents on our hand we do have a patrick line matthew kachuk dubois kapanen Mangiapani, those players. What do you guys think? Ooh, yeah. I think I think Kachuk locks up. I think he he might uh, it, it might go a little late in, into the season, but I think he gets locked up. Okay, like maybe training camp. I'll, that's, that'll be my prediction. Yeah, I think I think training camp they lock him up. MJ, thoughts? I. Th- think that uh, Columbus is going to trade Patrick Laine. Ooh, I like that. I like that prediction. I don't know uh, to who, but I Winni- think Winnipeg. that they're going to trade Laine. <laughs> Back to Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. For Dubois. For Dubois. Yeah, it's so tough. I, I, I heard Laine's name that was linked to Carolina for a while. Obviously, that kind of dried up, but I think with Patrick going there, so they're done, inconsistent. So. Well, hang on. He's, you think they're going to sign him and then trade him? I think they'll <laughs> trade him, and or I, I, I'm not going to speak for, for you guys, <laughs> but uh, but I think they'll they'll trade him, and the team that he gets traded to will sign him. I don't but think there'll be an offer sheet. So that they they'd be what trading his rights? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my prediction. Do you guys think there's going to be any offer sheets at all? Because there's still like players like Jesper Brat, Miles Wood, you got Pugliarvi, Yamamoto. Do we think there's going to be any offer sheets this season? I think well, there I will think be. So. I think the yeah. big name I've heard and a very underrated name is from Toronto, that Rasmus Sandin. Yeah. Great player. And Toronto, I don't think has the cap space, at least right now, to sign him. So if a team were to jump on them right now, I think they can catch 
them off guard. Very young okay. defenseman, I mean. And exact same thing with Kapanen and Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, yeah. Could see they have zero cap like space. Team can take them for a pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, because either price. you they accept the offer sheet and then they're absolutely calf strapped and have to trade a few guys, or they don't and you get them. So, yeah, you know, I think someone's gonna go after, oh yeah, Miyamoto from the, the Oilers. Yeah, Ooh, actually, one. that is yeah. Yamamoto. Yeah. Oh, sure, because Oilers have no cap space right now. So someone should uh, bounce on that guy and uh, put an off sheet out. Absolutely. I I think Pulley RV would also be a great pickup for any team. He's he, he's got he's got all right advanced stats, but like I see him as like another version of like uh, Nachushkin coming. So so he do you could think be he'll pan out then. <laughs> like Nichushkin. I think so. I think so. I I would say so. He's still yeah, only twenty four. It might take him a little bit longer, another year or so. But I think, I think if he's if he's on a team where he's not forced to be like one of the top offensive output players, I think he'd be a pretty good option. Yeah, if he gets more than eight minutes a night, maybe too. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for RFA's. There's also an Ethan Bear. There's a couple other guys there too. Yeah, Ethan Bear, Ottinger. Yeah, I mean, Noah Dobson. But yeah, that pretty much sums it up for the RFAs and the UFAs. Dobson yeah. would be a good one too, but obviously <laughs> Islanders would, would match any offer sheet that comes by. Yeah, I would love the, for the Canucks to get uh, Dobson if that's ever possible. Yeah. Oh, what else did we... What else are we having to uh, chat about? I mean, we're was... already around uh, the hour and forty mark, a little bit longer than we did last podcast. But obviously, there's so much more, to... right? Yeah, if, if you're still with us, then, <laughs> then thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. You either so have much. a really long lunch break, or you've got a really long commute, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out Aaron for watching this in the car. <laughs> <laughs> So Kyle, Off, Max. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kyle mentioned earlier that he had written down the win, uh, like some of the predictions we made last podcast of who was right, who was wrong. I'm curious, kind of like maybe we can kind of end it there after after that. We'll see what Kyle's got. I, I I think we did a pretty good job for 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 guessing where some of the players would end up. Um, yeah, we talked about it briefly during it, but I think there might be a few more we. Yeah, so so Max had the most correct p- predictions. Uh, oh, he predicted ooh. Trocek to the to the Rangers. Um, him and Mikey both predicted Giroux to Ottawa. Uh, Max and myself were were correct in that Murray would end up in Toronto, and I was also correct about Kemper ending up in Washington. But I think we were all on the same page on that one um, between either Edmonton or Washington, mm-hmm. and then Corey. With Malkin and Campbell, so okay, yeah, yeah. So we all had one at least, which is awesome, and uh, hopefully have another one when Kadri resigns with Colorado. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? How long do we think that's gonna go on for? 
could be another week, honestly. Yeah. I don't think he's in a rush to sign a contract. God, I think he's going to make whatever he wants to make whenever he wants to sign the paper. So Yeah, he's got yeah. time. Yeah, it's not like players are going to come out of nowhere. There's, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Anaheim and, <laughs> and Phoenix do to get to the cap floor, especially Anaheim. They still need to spend another $10 they million. They have so <laughs> much money. And yeah. also, quickly mention it, they signed Ryan Strom. Very weird, I would say. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird one. Out of all places there. Yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll do great there. I'm sure he'll be able to uh, yeah. help that help that team continue to be a bottom feeder so that they can get some more good draft picks. Um, yeah, another thing they did as well, we didn't really brief talk about it, is all the non-qualified RFAs this year. They had yeah. three of them. Yeah, the Sonny Milano. Biggest, biggest ones being Milano and Sam Steele. Sam Steele was a weird one too. Both those yeah. names I just mentioned haven't actually signed for any team so still able to go back to anaheim i guess <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe i mean Strom with like zegras and like troy terry man like those kids are so young and so good like i, f- I feel like they'll be i feel like they'll be decent it's coming up yeah. they got a I few mean, years that's yeah. for sure yeah yeah troy terry will be getting paid next off season he'll be an rfa so it's good that they're not Spending money in stupid places. Same with Zegris, depending on how the year goes for him. Yeah, he's RFA. Absolutely, absolutely. That should be should be a fun off season for them next year. Pretty much every off season's like this now. <laughs> this one is ex- especially it, exciting. Last one, was, I don't remember being this exciting. I thought it was boring. Yeah, I don't remember watching a free agency. Not that I do it often, but this year I tuned in for the first few hours, and oh my god, I was blown away. I mean, it all stemmed from the draft, right? Like, the draft was exciting. Yeah. At least the first round was. And then we got into free agency and all these guys were getting signed to teams that nobody thought they would get signed to. And it's going to be an interesting season, to say the least. Like, all our predictions, yeah, we'll you know, they're all 50-50. Like I said last podcast, it's it just depends on everything, man. Like, you never know. Like, Ottawa could do extremely well. Ottawa could, you know, just still be a bottom feeder. Who knows, though, but... <laughs> Yep. Time will tell. Absolutely. Well, thank you again to our loyal followers for tuning into episode number two of the Chell Stars podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another 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 fun successful talky talk. I do not mind doing this. I could go on for hours talking about it, but we appreciate you guys for staying and listening to our, to us ramble on for an hour and a half. And, and thank you to our guest star. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We'll I definitely appreciate have it. to have you back. Especially yeah, during the season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. And, I, and I know all of us are looking more forward to it getting a bit more structured as we as we keep it going. But yeah, we'll get in that groove real I soon. Thank all the followers for following our non-structured podcast. But we'll definitely Ooh. get a, <laughs> at least it out every week. It might not be the same date every week. But we'll go. And we end. also uh, just uh, before we end it, we do have an Instagram that Max made up. <laughs> it is Chell Stars. We're gonna maybe post some bloopers and you know when we mess up or just post some funny stuff on there. That we was don't a know great yet. one from earlier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will not spoil it, but you'll want to check it out. 
All right. Thanks for skating on by. Good night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, Mikey, hit us with the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, just guys, play the fucking yeah. music. Yeah, yeah guys, just play the music. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>